Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Awesome Entrepreneurs of St. John. Actually, now we're awesome entrepreneurs of the world, and we have a very globally-minded entrepreneur who is from St. John herself, Paula Rowden Donovan, who's the co-owner, the co-founder with her husband, Taste of Egypt, a very delicious, absolutely delicious restaurant in Uptown St. John. Welcome, Paula. I've been excited to have you on. (laughs) I've been excited to come here for you. Um, And uh, and I love listening to your show, Connie. Thank you so much for, for having me today. Oh, no, I'm so excited. And and 10 um, Local FM is very excited to have you. Uh, we've all eaten your food and we all love it. <laughs> so, Paula, so can you tell me about being an entrepreneur? So why I met you is that you, um, Taste of Egypt was catering for the Startup St. John, the launch of Startup St. John in November. Yes. And you spoke. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you captivated the audience. Okay, <laughs> that's good to know. With your story, and with yeah. your stories, and your enthusiasm about St. John, your enthusiasm about being an entrepreneur, and talking about the good parts and the bad parts. And so, can you just tell me a little bit about starting your business? So, when did you start it, and how how did that go? So, the restaurant's been open for about six and a half years, and I've actually never wanted to have my own business. Uh, I'm a UNB alumni, a psychology major, and so I've certainly done an awful lot of research in my university life, Um, but my husband, uh, Ehab, has always been an entrepreneur. He has actually had his own business since he was 16 years old. Oh, wow. And um, probably his most successful business at 16 years old. And um, and he has a very entrepreneurial mind. He has lived in different parts of Egypt, and he's also lived in Dubai. And now he's living in St. John and is now currently uh, a Canadian citizen. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so he's pretty excited about that. So we started this because he wanted he needed to have his own business here and um and i had a little bit of concern about opening up because uh, when we first started we actually opened more as a shisha cafe than a restaurant but we did have food and drink and um, because we had difficulty getting the loans that we needed we were not able to open up the restaurant as the full service restaurant that it is now so it took quite a bit of time to be able to build up the capital to do that. But we have a, a very big kitchen that he enjoys now and uh, an extensive menu, as you know. And uh, the sky is the limit, actually, with our location. Your, your location is fabulous. Yeah. It's absolutely right on King Street. Right on King Street, yes. And, um, and you know, and the vibrancy has changed so much since we opened. I remember being uh, opening and, and being frustrated because business was slow in the beginning and um, people were very scared to come in and try the food. It was still something, even though, you know, you could find uh, souvlaki on many menus in the city, it was still from A to Z. It was a Mediterranean menu. And people were very intimidated to try it. They weren't really sure what to expect. A bit they, exotic. Yeah. Is it spicy would be the big question and uh, most of the time. And, and of course, it's just very flavorful food for the most part. There's some things that we do that the 
that the chefs can heat up but um but generally speaking it's not really a spicy food it's just very flavorful so it's um it's been quite a challenge many of the buildings when we first opened on king street were vacant um, I remember posting every time I would see a release on the internet, I would post it because it was going to be my neighbor. And, um, you know, and if you support your neighbors, then, you know, you would uh, hopefully get support in the area. And so you would have more traffic come to your restaurant. Um, and, and great news uh, that's recently been announced is that the building next door to us, uh, which used to be was mostly considered the Woolworth building in St. John at 81 King on the corner is actually going to be renovated by somebody from your neck of the woods. My actually. neck of the Vancouver, <laughs> a family from Vancouver. Actually, yes. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you shared it and and that's where I read it first was from your share that yeah. because you are the cheerleader for Uptown St. John <laughs> and I love how you talk about your neighbors and that strikes you know as a westerner a very westerner from the Vancouver Island mm-hmm. coming here um, and living in Quebec people are so friendly and the concept of neighbor is so important and that concept of neighbor is very important to you it is i mean when we first went to open i know that part of the reason why we didn't get one of our loans was because one of the other restaurants uptown did not want us to open and they had influence over um, people that were going to decide whether or not we get a loan and I don't know how many times, just for example, my closest neighbor that's a restaurant would be the Urban Deli. And I don't know how many times we would have people sit in our window seat and, and you know, even though you're not listening to people's conversations, they would say, oh, you know, it's been a while since I've been to the Urban Deli. We should go there next time. And so I think that even the restaurants can feed off of one another um, because obviously if people keep going to the same area, they're not necessarily always going to be going to the same place, but they're certainly going to you know, move around and give business and uh, and spread the love, as I like to say. <laughs> no, and you do, and you, you're just full of love. You have such a huge heart for the city and for, for New Brunswick and for Canada, and, and, and it just shines through on your Facebook page and also whenever you speak. And and so your, your husband was an entrepreneur, and you said that your dad was a, a small business owner. Yes. And so you, you, you grew up a, a bit around the hours it took. Oh, yes. My dad has worked a crazy amount of hours, and I think maybe that's why I thought <laughs> I'd never really thought about opening my own business, because I remember him sometimes working overnight, of course, very early mornings, very late nights, weekends. He seemed to not really have a very regular schedule, um, and he, he also sometimes had some difficulty to even take a vacation, uh, and I understand that now, <laughs> being an entrepreneur, um, but but at the same time, there's nothing like being your own boss. And um, and you do get a very good feeling, especially being in this industry. You can meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of tourists, a lot of people traveling. And um, there is something to be said for being able to try to help the community. Um, do what you can to give back. I mean, I, I you always wish that you can do more, to be honest. Um, but we do certainly try to give to some charities. And, you know, I think that there's something to be said for giving people employment. 
I sometimes I feel like I want the business to flourish a little bit more so that I can just employ more staff. Hire more people. Actually Hire one more. of your one of your servers is one of my students. So okay. <laughs> I know you're a very good boss. <laughs> and 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 that would be wonderful. And actually that's what I teach is that one of the things that a business is for is to employ people. Absolutely. And and, and employing and training them for the future. You have young people yes. that you're training and giving work experience to and that's a wonderful thing it's wonderful it's it gives you a very good feeling when you see somebody come in that doesn't have a whole lot of skills and then by the time maybe they even move on to another city or another uh or into their career like we've had many people that have graduated and they've moved on to their careers that they plan on going into it's great to see the skills that they that they have that they might not even realize that's going to help them later on in their in their careers that they've planned no, I, I, I definitely have still used, I, I was a waitress for four long months. <laughs> and I swear those, those customer service skills come in, come in handy as a professor. They really do. Dealing with your clients. So networking is is very important to you. It and is. that's where I've met you and that's where a lot of people have met you is at these networking events. And, and so... You are part of Startup Startup St. John as well, or you're part of the the community. And you went to Enterprise St. John, which is somehow close related with your business plan to get feedback. Yes. Well, and of course, me being a psychology major, I've never studied business, um, even though maybe I should have. And um, because it probably is my niche, but, um, but I didn't know how to write a business plan. So that sounds a little bit crazy, I know, but uh, but one thing that UNB taught me was how to do research and and to uh, make sure that you give credit where it's due and those sorts of things. So that's what I did when I made my business plan. I you know I didn't know how to even do some of the graphs that you would probably normally put in a business plan and Excel. And even though I had some experience with that, I didn't do it. I didn't use it that extensively. So. Um, lots of different things I had found out and you know I got some very good feedback that you know there's just a few little things that I might uh, give you for tips as far as your business plan goes and I was very surprised that they didn't rip it apart (laughs) no I'm sure it was great I'm sure it was great because you loved your business before you even started it and you it was your baby and you you did your research Yes. And you understood St. John and you understand St. John. So you, you know, you knew your market. Well, and I do. And, you know, it's um, it's funny. I, you say that I am a cheerleader and I do understand the market quite well for the most part. I mean, there's always something that I think that... Um, can come up to your can come to your attention that you don't realize and you think well you know what you know maybe I have had my hand my head in the sand a little bit about that like what's going on maybe I don't realize what the customers want as much as I think I do Um, so sometimes you have to kind of stand back and and figure out um, make sure that you're looking after people's needs Um, but I do love the city and um, you know and I I just came back from Egypt not too long ago, and it's funny. I've I've traveled 
not extensively, but I've I've visited Dubai and I've visited different parts of Egypt and parts of the United States and um, you know, I've had stopovers in a lot of different cities and I really, really miss St. John when I'm away. Um, so that's part of it. I mean I you know, I saw uh, Mayor Don Darling online asking people what they love about the city while I was away and I I thought well I'm tempted to make a video in Egypt like on the waterfront it's absolutely beautiful and talk about how I miss St. John I'm here the the scenery is just breathtaking Um, the history is in abundance the people are incredible of course the food is incredible but I miss St. John and, and that's wonderful. But you also said you missed your husband's cooking. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that his shawarma and his dishes, and I can say his koshari is as good, if not better, yes, better, than I ate several times in Abu Dhabi. Oh, well, that's good. So what is it about his cooking? So what does he bring to his cooking that you also miss? Well, I, I think that it comes from the love. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, Connie, I've, I've traveled, I mean, when I've traveled to Dubai, I've had a lot of Middle Eastern food. Um, but I, I like all different cuisines. So I do tend to explore Indian and Thai and anything that I can get my hands on, Korean, whatever it is. Um, but of course, going to Egypt, I purposely go to different restaurants um, and hope not to get ill and <laughs> to try some different different food and I always think that I'm going to get a lot of ideas to bring back to Ehab. Doing research. Yeah I'm doing my own market research while I'm away or even if I travel to some of our cities in Canada I go to different Mediterranean restaurants and you know I hate to say but I seem to be often disappointed and I think that's because Ehab has such huge expectations for the food. Um, I can honestly say before the revolution, you could go to any place for falafel or shawarma or anything and you would love it. Um, but now everything is so expensive that I think that chefs are realizing that the general population in Egypt just can't afford to spend too much money on a chicken shawarma wrap. Um, and shawarma, of course, is cooked on the donair machine. It's marinated in some mild spices, if anybody doesn't know, but it's delicious. Um, and so I had shawarma about three times while I was in Egypt. I figured, oh, it's just going to be incredible. And I, I frankly was disappointed every single time. Um, the one thing that they do very well, though, is they usually make their own bread on spot. So they make their own pita. And that's the one thing that I could always say, oh, the bread was incredible. But the flavor wasn't there. Because, um, because Taste of Egypt, you use quality ingredients and you use quality care and love when you're making it. And, and that sh- will always shine through. And I mean, in and they dish. have once like, for example, like his beef kofta skewers, he wants them to be juicy and as flavorful as the most delicious kofta that he's ever eaten. That's his expectation. So I think that's why. And I think 10 years ago, I would have been able to find chicken shawarma on almost every corner to the standards that we have at the restaurant. But now, unfortunately, things are just very expensive um, in Egypt and um you know, you can find very good food there. Don't get me wrong, but you have to really look for it. And so 
I I love how how you so you did on the ground research in in Egypt. You did research on your own to for your for your business model and your business plan. Yes. But also you're very active on social media. I am. And and you're the force behind the social media. Um, Taste of Egypt social media page, your Facebook page, which is very active and very, you've got wonderful photos and you, mm-hmm. you retweet photos and, and you retweet and your Instagram. But so we, neither you or I, and you're much younger than me, we weren't born in the digital age. Yes. So how did you teach yourself how this is such an important part of restaurant marketing now and marketing, it's all about social media. How did you teach yourself that? Well, I basically continuously do research. Um, So I just don't stop learning. And if there was anything that, for example, when we first opened, I used to be the full-time server and I served the majority of the time and I had never served before. So I actually got a server to come in and train me how to carry plates, how to, you know, I mean, I knew what kind of customer service was most important for you to give and for people to receive in a restaurant environment. But I didn't actually know the general regulations about, you know, who you should serve first, you should serve the plate to the right side of the person and take the dirty plate from the left side. Different little things like that. I didn't know, but I did. I had somebody come in and train me, um, which it was kind of unusual because here I was the owner. The restaurant was already open. And I said, you know what? I'm just not that comfortable. I need some more training. Um, so if there's been anything like that, for example, for the first little while, I did the bookkeeping. I had never done bookkeeping before. I had done some basic accounting back in high school. So, I mean, I am an old banker. I've worked um, for one of the banks here in the city for over seven years. So I certainly can understand debit and credit and that sort of thing, which some people have a hard time to wrap their head around. But I I was no accountant by any means. Um, So I did that for a while. I mean, anything that I needed to learn, like um, at first we only had Facebook and Twitter. Um, Now we have Instagram. We have a lot of people um, using Google Plus. So we've been using that as well. Of course, we have our website, which is tasteofegyptrestaurant.com. And we, you know, are on different other web pages like Discover St. John and Uptown St. John. And, you know, of course, like TripAdvisor and Yelp and all those sorts of things that people are using all the time in the restaurant industry. So you have to stay on top of that. Keep it updated. Um, we have even hired like our pictures. Some of them are done by us. Some of them have been done by our staff, but we did hire a journalism student um, who studied photography to do some pictures. So that's the majority of our photos were done by him. Um, he did some beautiful work. So, but we try to take pictures in the restaurant with the staff you know people always like to see behind the scenes we do like to see behind the scenes yes. and and i think that's what i i like the re- one of the reasons i want to do this podcast is to see behind the scenes and, yes. and i love talking with entrepreneurs and learning from them and i just love that you're constantly learning it's really it's really important because the world keeps changing so if you you know if you want to stay on top of things then then you have to just keep researching so i you know i listen to your podcasts and um and a lot of the entrepreneurs that you've had on are 
much newer at uh, at being in business than I am. But you know, it's really it doesn't matter if somebody has like even less experience than you. Sometimes you can really get a lot of information from them. Um, so you should all. I've all one thing that I learned at UNB. Um, one of my professors told me was to make sure that you feed off of people because that's where you will learn a lot. And that's what I've done. And we have some brilliant entrepreneurs in St. John. Oh, we do. We do. And and I'm just scratching the surface of, of, you know, just the people I meet when I go to networking events or when I'm eating out or if I'm, I, I hear a, an interesting story or by word of mouth. And so you also do catering. We do. And so you've told me about how you're, 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 you're drumming up your catering business. It's doubled in the past year. It Congratulations. Has. Thank you. But you'd like it to double again. <laughs> we would. I mean, I think that it, we have a lot more potential um, than what we're doing for catering right now. The restaurant, the momentum of the restaurant is getting very popular, I'm happy to say. Um, I think people really want realize that, you know, sometimes when they go out to eat, they want to have something that they just wouldn't make for themselves at home. And, and that's it. See, I only want to go out. I only want to eat in a restaurant what I can't make myself at home. And I can make a lot of things. I cannot make koshari. <laughs> so I will be coming in, in within the next week to celebrate with koshari. You could probably I, learn, though, Connie. It's not that difficult, I don't think. But Ihab does make quite a good sauce. Oh, it's it was excellent. <laughs> so I'm going to be asking for double sauce the next time. <laughs> and so, but for the catering, so... Have you, so you've done a lot of um, smaller events. We have. have. you done some bigger events as well? We have done a couple of large events, not a whole lot. We've even done a couple of wedding parties and we've also done, um, but they were smaller weddings. They were not two and 300 people, but we have done some big events for some large corporations, 150, 200 people. Um and, and, you know, and it's fun and people are getting to try something. I think the fun thing about our catering menu, um, even though we do have this catering menu online that's pretty much A to Z Mediterranean, um, Ahab can do just about anything, you know, and if he hasn't tried it, I'm sure if he tried it, it would be amazing. Like he can make a darn good steak. So when I get a craving, I ask him, you know, oh, we have, you know what, I think I need a steak. And he'll go, oh, okay, something different for me to make. And he certainly does it better than me. Um, And it's kind of interesting because he has it down to a science, whether you want something rare or medium rare, where in the Middle East, everything is pretty much well done. Everything is well done. Even if you ask for medium rare, it's just a bit less well done. And now I think that he prefers not to make things well done because he appreciates the flavors that come from the And the juiciness and the moistness, like (laughs) you were saying, for the kofta. My mouth is watering talking about all this. So I think that our catering will, um, will, you know, the momentum is coming up. I just had a call, somebody asking for, before I came, a party for 120 to 180 people. And, you know, and we're ready for, we're ready for big events. Um, but, But at the same time, if somebody has a business luncheon or you know for example we're at UMB like maybe it's exam time and the students over at residence just want 10 of them get together and want some food well we're there for the smaller events too to have like a business luncheon or meeting or 
um, you know, those those things are very and important. And so that's a, another part of being an entrepreneur in a small city is being very flexible. Yes. Yeah. And, and expanding your horizons and looking for new business opportunities as they come. And so where do you see uh, Taste of Egypt in the next 18 months? In the next 18 months, um, one thing that we're actually looking into, and we've just started to look into, so I'm not sure that it would happen, is we're looking to actually do pop-up restaurant in Fredericton and Moncton. I think that would be an excellent idea. Yes. Yeah, so as long as we get a venue that will suffice that um, that we can go in and still cook the food fresh. Uh, of course, Ahab is using all fresh ingredients and and he doesn't want to keep things warm for even an hour driving to Fredericton. He wants to be able to cook it there. So as long as we can find a venue that would accommodate that, then we would like to do a pop-up in the next, hopefully in the next six months. Um, from there, and there's a reason for it. There's a bit of a reason for it. One reason is uh, I think it would be great just to pop up in Fredericton and Moncton. But I know that... Um, Ahab actually wants to really try out the market um, because we would like to franchise and uh, we would prefer to go Moncton and Fredericton first and then move a little bit more east to Halifax and go west from there. Um, and it's something that's very possible, but um, but I know that he he just wants to make sure that the market is there and wanting the cuisine. I feel like I already know that they want it. We have tons of people coming into the city from Moncton and Fredericton. And the more that they realize that we have so many fantastic restaurants, especially in Uptown St. John, the more people want to come and dine. Oh, and, and, and that's wonderful. I think I just St. John is very lucky to have you, Paula. Thank you. <laughs> very lucky to have you and your husband mm-hmm. cooking for them, cheering for them, and, and making Uptown life more vibrant than it would be without you well and we really are saint awesome we are you know um you know where can you get this beautiful architecture and the the people are incredible we have so much waterfront areas um you know and then we have gems in the city like the imperial theater and uh harbor station filling up with the riptides and all kinds of things going on and and new things are coming all the time i think it is and i think your business will only grow along with that absolutely so thank you so much paula and and please thank you all for listening to awesome entrepreneurs of the world and i will see you again next week